Hello, everybody. Welcome to Leadership America, as we talk to the leaders in our world and the difference they continue to make. Brought to you by Air for Arts. Hello again, everybody. Welcome aboard. I'm Scott Murray. We welcome you to this edition of Leadership America, creating champions of change through a culture of civility, through courage, commitment, character, compassion, and not confrontation, but conversation about what we're to do with a with these two lovely ladies from uh, Fort Worth, and I see the the TCU. I, I knew we were going to be talking to you today, so I put some some purple. Oh gosh, here it is. Go frogs! Oh my gosh, that is Michelle Marlowe, the ultimate frog, ladies and gentlemen, graduate of TCU, and with her is her sister in law. How about that, Cynthia Marlowe? Cynthia went to UT and is now in grad school at SMU, getting her PhD. So go figure. We've got UT, we've got TCU, we've got uh, uh, SMU down there. Both my kids are graduates of Baylor, so I mean we've got the entire uh, the Big entire, Twelve, yeah, Southwest unbelievable. Love yeah, it. <laughs> look out, Texas. Yes. So welcome. Thank, Thank you. you to you both for being here. Uh, these young ladies are speech pathologists. So we're talking about leadership on this program, and we've talked to some uh, some incredible CEOs and and certainly some some great just the athletes that you all come to know. But I just uh, you know Hall of Famers of of the nth degree. But today we thought we'd switch it up a little and talk about some of the things that you deal with. And of course, you and I, Michelle, know each other through Cook Children's Hospital. I was on the board a number of years at Cook Children's, one of the great children's hospitals in in Fort Worth. And like Children's in Dallas, two of the greatest children's hospitals in the country. And we're so blessed to to have them there. And yet I remember uh, being involved with Cook Children's. It was just so special. And of course, something that was created uh, in the early 50s, 1953, if memory serves me right, right, by... Uh, the, the wife of, of one of the greatest golfers of all time, Ben Hogan. Uh, was it Valerie? Was that her name? Valerie. Valerie. And it was Tatum. Valerie. Okay. Yeah, and Billy Clark. Valerie, uh, Valerie Hogan. She and, uh, yep, they created uh, the Jewel Charity Ball. Yeah. And my gosh, over half a century later, here, here it is. So yeah, it is. congratulations to you. Now, you're the chair this year. Is that right? I'm the chair. Oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations. And what does that uh, require? requires a lot, Scott, you know, because you sit on one of my committees, <laughs> um, but it has been a true privilege, um, you know, facing last year, all the unprecedented times that we had and just to watch our community come together, mm-hmm. even without a ball and the big parties, still the giving um, that we were able to give as a community and an organization was just amazing. And so we're just blessed to have um, just friends and a community that loves to serve and loves to give and, um, Thank you for being a part of that. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I've I've been so involved with that. Uh, my wife was a, a member of the uh, committee. I think she's a, what do they call it? A lifetime member or something now. Yes. And I emceed that a number of years. Uh, and, and and of course, uh, just as you said, involved this year on, on your committee. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's incredible what you what you continue to do. So, for Jewel Charity, well done, well done. Thank you, thank you, and. Of course, the kiddos at Cook Children's are the beneficiaries. And sitting in the car just five minutes ago, I got a new angel right here, Scott. Really? Yes. She said, sign me oh up. Oh, my gosh. So. Well, fantastic. There we go. Come be our angel. Well, that, that, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. I used to uh, co-host this show with a young lady named Angel, so that uh, kind of all fits into the, the Leadership America. Uh, let's talk about what goes on here. Um, when you say speech pathologist, um, Who'd like to jump on board? And and what is a speech pathologist? And, and now you're going off to get your doctorate in speech pathology. What what is that uh, that every day? I mean, what's your what's your day like, day to day? What do you do? 
Well, speech pathologists, we have lots of different roles, don't we? Our caseload is is quite varied. Um, we work with children that have a speech sound disorder, such as the inability to say an R or an S. Um, we work with children that have language issues. These are um, things that they're born with, is that right, for the most part? Yes, they're developmental. Okay. Um, so language issues as in struggling to follow directions and understanding questions and um, – all the way down to grammatical issues. Um, so, we also work with some severe children as well, and some children that are almost nonverbal, and children that have devices, all the way to adults that have um, had stroke and traumatic brain injury. So we do a lot of different stuff. You know, yeah, stuttering and, is a hot topic right now. Yeah, this we call it dis. We call it stuttering, but the real name is disfluent speech. Um, that's a big hot topic right now. And that was the whole idea when you and I talked, Michelle, about you coming on this show. And I was trying to see where it would fit that you could come in because we're talking to people that have been very successful, whether it's in, in corporate America, whether it's in medicine, whether it's in, 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 uh, athlete, you know, in sports, athletics, uh, and, and just, but as someone that, uh, is, you know, as you both well know, went to college to become a pediatrician. I lost my best friend due to leukemia when we were both in second grade, seven years old, first wake I ever went to. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, and, and, and here's, here's, you know, here's my buddy Frankie, what's, what's, what's going on? And, and so consequently, I always wanted to be a pediatrician. So I think that's my love of, of children. Um, I thought, you know, this might work because you're teaching these young people to be not necessarily leaders, but to be proud of who they are and what they're all about and, 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 and move forward in, in, in a positive, productive way. Because, and, and I'm sure, you know, somebody that's a stutterer is, is picked on, is bullied in school. and what, How can they overcome that and be, be the leader that we all would like to be in our, in our lifetime and, and even in our own lives, how we can be a, a leader in, 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 in our family, among friends, in our communities, and in, in just in our world? Yes, no? One of, yes, one of my favorite stories was probably two years ago, um, I supervise clinicians now. That's part of my role in my speech as a private in my private practice. Um, but one of my clinicians' clients was a stutter, and he was going to A and M to play football. Two years, two years of speech therapy. We interviewed each other, just like we're sitting here today really? across the table. And that young man went on to play football at College Station, and he was interviewed, and he did beautifully. I mean, of course, stuttering is one of those disorders that's almost hard to overcome 100%, but there's so many strategies. But just to be able to help a child just like him to be in front of a microphone, you know, so that he can speak and, and talk about all of his accolades um, as a football think, uh, player. I, I hear that story, Michelle. It makes me think I was watching somebody on uh, America's Got Talent, I think is what it was, and was a stutterer and had mm-hmm. overcome. And it was amazing. Yeah. He got a standing ovation when he yeah. finished. But you were so proud of him. Yeah. None of us knew him. You know, here's a guy that pops up on a television show. But you go, wow, good for you. You just felt like standing up and applauding yourself. Yeah, it was good stuff. In fact, our next book that's coming out, well, SH for... And I want you to talk about your yeah. books, please. SH for Shiner's coming out this fall, but we have another one coming out this spring that we're both very proud of. Mm. And it is on um, disfluent speech and stuttering. And the way that we usually treat a child with disfluent speech is on a hum or on a note because it keeps their anatomically their vocal folds open and so we teach them to hum and so it's all centered going to be centered around Van Cliburn and the middle C and the piano and we, we teach children 
our little tricks in these books on yeah. how to overcome whatever speech impairment they may be having. Very cool. And of course, the grapevine library, mm, may he rest in him. peace. Yes. One of the most incredible gentlemen I ever met <laughs> is, you know, lived in Fort Worth. Yeah. So that's great. The, the, the connection there with, with the jewel charity and what have you yeah. is, uh, is, is that why you continue to be involved in this, in this profession, shall I say, uh, here you are going on to get your, your, your doctorate. Um, the two of you really, it's, it's amazing that you're both sister-in-laws. Is that how you came together? Is that how you, you met or has, what, what? So I was, Oh, <laughs> we call this TMI in my family. Too much information. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming. <laughs> so I was at UT. Um, I was accepted on a chemistry degree. I did not like chemistry, and Michelle said, come to work with me one day, and I did. The and, rest is history, huh? And the rest mm-hmm. is history. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, she had this idea, let's write these books. Let's write these books together. We both love literacy as well as speech pathology, and let's do it. Let's combine the two together. So been it's, it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love it. That's, that's kind of, you know, why we do what we do is to serve, is to work with these kids and have them overcome all the little things that are keeping them from potentially being the best that they could be. Can you, can you elaborate on the book or show us the book? Oh, so sure. what, what, what do we and, have okay, there, Michelle? We'll, uh, we'll just kind of share the very first one that we did. Yeah, and both of you jump on board yeah, and, and tell us about each book. The very first one um, was SH is the most delicious sound. And of course, it's centered around my favorite university, TCU, not those <laughs> horns. However, I am kind of a horn now, thanks to George. But um, the venue is set at TCU at Frog Fountain. And um, little Sam cannot say his S sounds. And he comes across a magical super frog who teaches him our little tricks on how to say a good S sound. And it talks about our little trick, but it also talks about having confidence when you speak because Mm. sometimes that S is going to come out okay and sometimes it's not. But as long as you keep your chin up and your shoulders up and eye contact on the person that you're speaking with, it's all going to be okay. So it's a good story. It's not a book to take care of a speech problem. It is just our little tiny trick within our book that can hopefully kind, kind of a feel good story. Kind of a feel good yeah. story. So this one's set at TCU. And then Cynthia, do you want to go over the next one? Yeah, sure. Um, this one is about a little tiny town called Clifton, Texas. And this sweet girl is struggling with her CH and she wants to win tickets to go to the state fair in Dallas. So she um, is working on the farm in Clifton and is collecting chicken eggs in order to sell to raise funds. So yes, this is a lovely story. It's all about Clifton and the State Fair of Texas, which we love. And the funniest thing about this one is TCU, we're so thankful they um, have picked us up. They're now our publishing um, agency, and we do live readings, and especially during COVID, it's been very special for us. Mm. And we did it in front of our chicken coop, thinking that the chickens would be a part and... We couldn't get him out of that. The was coop. funny. Oh, you're kidding. That was funny. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, tune into TCU Worldwide if you'd like to do a virtual reading with <laughs> our chickens, the ladies. But the other one that we did um, is R is the roughest sound. And this one's very special to us as well mm. because it's centered around the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. And um, our dear friend, Jennifer Williamson, we got permission from Dickies to have pretty much the first publication of the arena on the front of our book. And so you'll see pictures in here that will remind you if you've been to Will Rogers of the, of the, um, Coliseum. And Mm -hmm. it's just about Reagan who can't say her R's. And then a little red Robin teaches Reagan the little trick on how to say a good R sound. And 
Do you think she wins the blue medal or the blue ribbon at the end? You'll have to read to find out. (laughs) You know, things we take so much for granted, uh, something, an R sound or something like that. Yeah. And yet that's why these children, and that's why, again, why we had you come on the show today, even though it's a little different than normally what we do. Is is just to show that these these kiddos are champions in their own right. Absolutely, they really are. Absolutely. Just by what they continue to try and overcome in their life. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Just just to be the norm, like like we take things so much for granted. Yes. And this one's real special, Scott, because it's yes. centered around our Cook Children's Hospital. Yep. Ella's for, for lemonade. lemonade. Yes, it's Lulu, yeah. and. Um, so Luke is struggling to say his L sound. He's selling lemonade to raise money um, for the annual Colonial Golf Tournament. And so uh, this one's really great. And it talks all about Luke and Lulu, and yeah. you have to read it to find out the end. Yeah. <laughs> and those lemonade stands, I, I can see them in front of Colonial as you go up to the, uh, you, you check in to the clubhouse. Yeah. You just, you go, oh my gosh, look at the kiddos selling yeah. the lemonade and doing all. That's it's, raised a lot of money. Oh, it's such a part of the tournament. It really is. So you can see that these books have a good story. They have a little trick, but they're also very special um, for us locally because they all have a, a special meaning. And this one that's coming out in September is extra special to me because this is where I was born and raised, Shiner, Texas. I hope you've had a Shiner Bach. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Just, just taste. Just, That's ta- not just part taste of the it. Just okay, taste good. it. It could be. It could be. But this one is about my dad is a veterinarian in our tiny small town of Shiner, Texas, and um, Shelley. It goes home for spring break. She can't say her sh sounds, and um, a very special animal um, teaches her how to say the s sound, and it's just very special because. My dad's in this one, so I love it. <laughs> that's very cool. We call well, him Pop. Congratulations to you both. Thank you. That's, Thank that's you. quite an array of, of literature and, and literature that makes a difference in the life of a child, and it simply doesn't get any better than that. Thank you, Scott. So Thank you. thanks for all you're, all you're doing. Mm-hmm. Other things that you uh, t- get a chance to be a, a part of, uh, you know, you talk about uh, just all that we have to deal with in our world today and how it's changed with the pandemic and just all that's it's it's going on. It's it's a uh, it's a different place than it was a couple of years ago. I just wondered, has it affected all the things that you deal with with these children at all, or just the, the some of the things you have to share? I'm, I just uh, um, just the the mental wellness that these some of these kids uh, have to endure. Uh, you hear, oh gosh, uh, we did a, a program not so long ago just about. Uh, how automobile accidents used to be the number one killer of, uh, of, of teenagers and what have mm. you, and young, young adults into their early 20s. And now it's suicide yes. because of all that we're enduring in this world now and, and, yes. and in our country. And you say, oh, my gosh, no, this, this can't be right. How about for some of the things that you do with, with, in speech pathology? And I don't know if there's any crossover to, to some of those things at all. Just, you know, the, you know uh, I always used to, you know, tell my kids, be yourself, respect yourself believe in yourself. Right. And, and there's so many people today, they don't because of mm-hmm. all the adversity that we have going on. Well, my eyes were really um, opened during COVID because we did all of our speech therapy virtually. Mm-hmm. And so um, first it was a big challenge to imagine. get these children, especially when you work in the public school systems, mm-hmm. because you don't have the laptops, you don't have the internet system that's required for all of that. So we were very thankful whenever we were able to make a connection with our children. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me to my knees a couple of times when I saw how some of our children live. Mm. In fact, one of my clients lived um, up against a metal garage door of his grandmother's house. Oh, you're kidding. And it, it will break you. And so you don't realize 
um, how important our public schools are to these children because when they come to school, they're in air conditioning and heat and they have food and they have teachers. And what I learned from that is sometimes, you know what, R is not really what we need to focus on. Mm -hmm. What they really need is a hug and mm -hmm. a, you are great and you are going to be something great and you're, everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a real um, eye-opening experience for me imagine. during COVID mm -hmm. and talking about mental um, well-being. I mean, mm -hmm. all of that leads to, you know, so I'm sure you have stories too, Cynthia. Well, the confidence level that they have to endure to go through any, every one of those kiddos that you talked about as an mm -hmm. example here, mm -hmm. they've got to believe in themselves. They got to be confident and, and yes. with all that we've had to endure, yeah. it, it's not always there. Absolutely. And, and during COVID, it was really hard, you know, for, for a child that does have that opportunity to sit in front of a computer screen and work, that's great. But some of the yeah. children that we work with, they have disorders, disabilities, where just sitting in a chair and trying to look yeah. at a screen is That's virtually impossible. Yeah. And being yeah. masked up. Yes. You have to show yeah. your lips. You have to be able to talk yes. and maneuver, articulate. No, I never you. thought of that. That's a yeah. great point. Mm. That's a great point. But there was one positive that I saw that came out of it. And that was, is that the parents got to sit there in speech therapy with their children in their yes. laps and got to listen to how we speak to them, the questions mm. that we ask, what we require of mm. them. So mm. it was a really good oppor a teaching opportunity for these parents was, to not yeah. only just sit down with a book and, and really read the book, but know how to ask those who, what, when, where, and why questions. Yeah. They're so important. Mm -hmm. They're so important. Yeah, that collaboration with parents, yeah. definitely something that's a positive that's come out of COVID, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Wow. Well, what are what are some of the other things that I might not be aware of that, that you get a chance to be a part? Of? I don't know if you, what you would like to share about Jewel Charity. Certainly, now is, a, is an opportunity. But more importantly, some of the other things that that uh, even the kiddos at, at, at Cook Children's and all these kids wanting to be champions in their life. Yes. I just wondered some of the other things that that kiddos have to overcome and how how being involved as you are day to day with with speech pathology and and all that you know that you are involved with. Uh, anything else come to mind that I might not be aware of? Some of the things that you do day to day to make a difference in these uh, these young people, so that and, and and is it just young people that you're, or do you work with you know adults? As well? I I used to work with adults um, a lot actually. Parkinson's. I've yeah. been trained with Parkinson's. Well, that's why I asked that. Some I of the things that, that yeah, come really along later it. in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have four boys, and so I had to give up a little bit of my private practice. So I focus mostly on children, but right. I do miss the adults. I yeah. really am fascinated by. Um, I guess the older I get, well, let me, <laughs> the more let me, I need to know. Let me ask. Let me ask you this, and if there's anything else you'd like to share with us, please jump on board. But let me ask you this: as we we kind of head down the home stretch here, what is it that you find most rewarding? Mm -hmm. I often ask people that have been involved with something for a long time, "What would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember all that you have done and all that you have shared?" Um, so either the legacy, but maybe you're still so involved in it now. How can we, as the general public, help you with all the incredible things that you do, in particular for our young people? Um, what are some of the things that, uh, that you're proudest of, that you get to be a part of every day, and that we as a public could, could help out and be involved to, to help you with, with, with what you do, okay. what comes to mind? I'm gonna start. Do you want to go first? I I can go forward if you go like. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So my legacy. Wow, that's a that's a big question. <laughs> um, uh, the show's almost over. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
every single day when one of my students leaves my room and I see a smile on their face and I know that they've succeeded no matter how small it is, that is what I want. That's a, that's what I want to remember. That's what I want parents to see Good for and you. people to understand. It's just, it's not about these gigantic steps and the parents get stressed because they're not seeing the progress that they want fast mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. It's it's the baby steps mm-hmm. with it, with everything. And it, the, I think the most important thing for me is that that inside fulfillment of the child mm-hmm. where they're like, you know what? I did something good today. I did something that I couldn't do yesterday or this morning or before lunch or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we do what we do is because we love kids and we want them to be successful. We want them to be successful members of society. You know, flourishing society is a great society. So that that's why we do what we do. Yeah, and when they do something yeah. that they're proud of, that they just did, look what I've just accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. That's the ultimate, is it? I, exactly. I can totally understand that. How about you, Michelle? Um, that is a big question. What is your legacy? Um, I've, I think I've already hit my legacy because with our first book, when the four Marlow boys saw me on Amazon.com, <laughs> they were like, Mom. So that was really, honestly, that, big time. that was big to be on Amazon.com. Um, so really, I guess this was a true treat and a true dream. Um, but how the community can help us going forward. Um, the year before COVID, I added it up. I read to 18 hundred children in one year. And that was just friends asking me to come around to different preschools, different schools. Um, I would go, I I drove everywhere and I would take a jar of purple Hershey kisses and my little book. And I would bring one child up to be my partner to hold my little horn frog. And we read together. And like you said, I could, if I could just touch one child Mm -hmm. in that one reading that, that is all that I, that's all that I need. And just to know too, that my boys are, Somewhat proud of me. I mean, I guess they're I, very proud. I, of I you. love that. I love that. <laughs> but I'm also tired. I'm I'm older, and so I'm very thankful that Cynthia is young and energetic, and you know can take over something that we've started eventually. Because um, I think there is a, a, a real need for this. Mm. And um, thank you, Scott, for sharing the message because a lot of parents don't know where to go, yes. who to turn to, mm-hmm. and if 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 you need anything, you can contact us, and we can guide you on how to to get help or answer any questions, or if you just want us to come read, Mm, we'd love to come read to your schools. Well, let me publicly say to both of you, thanks for all you do for, for children and, and older adults. But as, as, as speech pathologists, I I can't thank you enough. It it really, it's obvious that you're difference makers of the nth degree. So, uh, so that's not anything I can ever do anything for you. And certainly with, with young people, with children, which as I said at the beginning, uh, being a, wanting to be a pediatrician, that, uh, you know, that's, that's been with me. I kind of switch vocation and avocation, but uh, anything we can do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, Cynthia Marlowe and uh, Michelle Marlowe, and uh, they are speech pathologists and uh, obviously making a difference in our world over at Cook Children's and Jewel Charity and uh, a countless number of other things. So uh, thanks to you both. So until next time, uh, for uh, Leadership America, remember, creating champions of change through a culture of civility. Be kind, courteous, and respectful to one another, and our world will be a much better place for us all. Till next time, I'm Scott Murray. Be strong, stay safe. 